there, my name is Izzy and for this episode of the Women X Festival podcast I sat down to chat all things directing and producing with Tulsi Behel, whose short film Pigeon screened at our 2022 festival. Hope you enjoy! So, Tulsi, first off, we just want to do some introductory quickfire questions. First, could you tell me your pronouns? It's she, her. Could you tell me your favourite film, please? favorite film i don't really have one favorite film but at the moment it's banshees of inertia i really love that film one of my favorite films of last year honestly i love it so much is there a film that's coming out this year that you're really looking forward to there's a couple of films can i can i say more than one oh yeah go for it (laughs) um well definitely the whale uh all of the hype behind it um has really got me very excited also john wick 4 I'm a stickler for action films and, of course, Barbie. Really looking forward to that one. Amazing. And finally, if you could have dinner with three filmmakers, who would you pick? That's a tough one as well. Uh, probably Agnes Varda, Louise Benwell, and Alejandro Jodorowsky, I think that's how you say his name. Um, so two of them are dead, so Alejandro and I would probably have to do a seance to some of them. <laughs> yeah, you can bring them back, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant, thanks so much. The first question I'd really love to ask uh, is how did you get into filmmaking? I'd really love to hear about your experience in the industry so far, what you've been up to and what sort of got you into into the world of film. So I started making films when I was about 12 years old. So I've been making films for for quite a while. My mum actually sent me to a a two-week film course when I was about 12 in the summer for children and I've kind of never looked back since. Um, I made lots of shorts at school and then throughout university I set up um, a filmmaking society and I kind of just stuck with it. I just kept making short films and music videos and I was also asked to do a couple of music videos like in the last couple of years. And now I make my own shorts and on the side like over at the weekends or like in the evening after my day job. But my day job is also in the film industry. I started out as a runner on big budget features and have kind of ventured into a lot of different departments over the years. Um, it was a conscious decision on my part to get experience in as many departments as possible. Well, my thought process behind it was that it would help with my own films if I got as much hands-on knowledge from different departments. So I'm currently working in VFX as an assistant coordinator Um, on a film which is a real curveball in direction for me. I assisted producers throughout the years as well, so I got great experience in like the business side of film. That has really helped me with my own short films. The last two short films that I did, the majority of the crew I met on film sets, and I think, yeah, that's really helped with creating like a really professional film set that I probably would never have had if I didn't work in the film industry during the day as my day job. So far, my experience in film has been a really good one. I've been very lucky. Um, I've been lucky enough to work with some amazing people in the industry and gain firsthand experience in the business. My experience with my own short films has been a challenge, but an exciting challenge. It's always been difficult to finance it and find the crew that are willing to help you out on a, a low budget, mm. but it's been the most rewarding thing I've done. Um, Creatively, it's also been really challenging. I've had to be quite frugal about my decisions as a director and producer and occasional writer. Um, But this has kind of forced me to really think about my decisions when creating the script, the storyboards and and such. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so cool to hear that you have like purposefully got as much experience, as much like varied experience as you can um, on film sets. I like the idea of just being able to like play about a bit and not get too bogged down in like one particular like part of of film. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Yeah, it depends what you want to do. But I think if you want to be a director or a producer, especially, it's it's good to have as much varied experience as possible because how can you expect to uh, produce something or direct different departments if you don't know what you're talking about, you know? It's also a great idea to learn a craft in a particular department if you want to be in camera or if you want to be in VFX or uh, costume, you know? Mm. There's no correct answer in, you know, what you, what you do. Mm. or what path you take but yeah I think if you want to be a director it's definitely a good idea to try out everything and kind of be a a jack of all trades. So um, for anyone who is listening who maybe hasn't seen Pigeon are you okay just to give like a little summary of what it's about and then talk about where the idea came from how it got made as well sort of the the development process I guess behind it? So Pigeon is about a young woman who returns to her childhood home to pack it away. And as the story progresses, she has to deal with the memories of a mother she has worked really hard to forget. Uh, So my housemate at the time, who also happens to be the producer and the writer of the film, Mm. came to me with the idea of a daughter moving back in with her mum during lockdown. Um, Kat Kerbishley, the writer, she, like myself, had to move back in with her parents during lockdown. I'm not sure if you did as well. I think a lot of us moved back in with our parents over lockdown. Um, and it came with like a variety of challenges for us, definitely, anyway. Uh, namely, re- kind of regressing back into your childhood self when you're around your parents for a long period of time. Kat and I had lots of conversations and drafts over the following months. Um, so, and it was a lot easier for us because we were living together. So we'd like constantly talk about our ideas and what we want changed and we'd be able to like kind of act it out and mull over the ideas. It was all very intense creative prep because we were around each other all the time. Yeah. There were also lots of surreal moments, cat experience that we wanted to hone in on in the film. Um, I think lockdown was a very surreal time for all of us. Uh, And this was actually the driving force behind my creative direction of the film. Um, I was heavily inspired by Pedro Almodovar's films as well and his like magical realism and melancholic humour. So hopefully that kind of was shown in the film. When Kat and I were finally happy with the draft, we launched a crowdfunder which was surprisingly quite successful. It was way more successful than my last crowdfunder for my last short. Um, And with that money, we were able to get a solid crew and a professional cast. Mm. Um, It's the biggest crew I've worked with, like, so far on my own shorts. It was, like, a really nerve-wracking experience for me, um, having to know what I want on set and having like a time limit and having all these people come up to you with questions uh, uh yeah it was it was very nerve-wracking but also like so much fun mm. Alice McMillan who plays Paloma was a friend of mine I'll just quickly talk about like the casting process yeah no of course um, yeah. I love casting it's one of my favorite parts of prep I don't know why I just really love like meeting with different actors and hearing their interpretation of the characters when they read the script everyone always has a their own interpretation of it and sometimes they come to you with ideas that you've never even thought of and you're yeah. like oh, let me write it 
down, this is great. But yeah, Alice, who plays Paloma, was a friend of mine. We met on um, The Souvenir Part 2. Um, I was a runner and Alice was um, was an actor. Um, when we were casting the film, no one seemed to embody Paloma like I had imagined. Like we'd, we'd seen quite a few amazing actors. And I kind of ran, I randomly bumped into Alice in the street when we were casting and I immediately wanted her to play Paloma. Mm. Um, we were really lucky that she was even interested and I'm so proud and pleased of how that character turned out. Alice, I think, brought a really complex gravitas to the character that I had not imagined before. Gladys Ibarra, who plays the mother, was another amazingly lucky find. She auditioned over Zoom, and we pretty much asked her on the spot if she wanted to be in the project. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the rest, yeah, we also found um, through our many, many hours of looking through the internet at different casting websites. Yeah. Um, growing up was a pretty mammoth task. Um, I had a lot of ambitions and ideas and knew we needed a good crew to pull it off. Um, some of the crew, like my DP Brendan, I found on Facebook. Well, others I met on previous film sets, like I said before, um, and everyone got on so well, which was great because sometimes you, you, you crew up with people who've never worked with each other before and sometimes it doesn't gel. And I think it's really important to have a good dynamic on set because you're all working to create the same thing. So yeah. you all have to, you know, work well together. Mm. And luckily everyone on our set did. Yeah, we had the most amazing time filming it. The location was also another amazing find. Um, a friend of Kat's had this incredible farm, luckily, called mm. Monksmead Farm in Reading. That was just like beautiful. Um, and the owner, Catherine, was so generous and eager to help us out. It's uh, a beautiful house, absolutely stunning. Beautiful. When I first stunning. saw it, I like, gasped. It was just so like... <sighs> <laughs> that wasn't even the half of it. Like there was like fields and fields of like sheep and yeah like, now also was like part of it oh, wow. um, yeah. yeah it's beautiful yeah it's amazing hearing how inspired you guys were out of um lockdown but like when i was watching it obviously it was very much set in like a post-covid world but there's there's something that is just very like timeless and universal about it which is amazing that's really cool i'm just interested about your role as like director producer as well um can you talk about like that balance between the two roles and whether there was ever like juggling when you're on set or is it very much like a producer you were doing more of that in pre-production then director sort of took hold or was it a bit of a mixture day to day um i've always directed and produced all of my shorts. For this, I was lucky enough to have someone else who was producer, co-producing it with me. Mm. But in prep, like we, we kind of swapped roles. So like in prep, Kat was the writer and I was very, uh, Kat obviously definitely helped with the producing side in prep. I, I focused more on the logistical side in prep. So like the traditional producer role of finding the crew, mm. um, it was equal parts finding the money. And because I, I had, a lot more experience on set than Kat did. I was like able to uh, bring in my experience in scheduling the film and thinking about the logistical side of of, of filming. So when we were writing it, I, I very much had my producer hat on and I was like, I don't think we can do that with the money that we'll probably get or like the time limits and our constraints, you know. Um, but when we started the prep for the actual we once we found the crew and I was starting to storyboard I definitely had my director's hat on mm. um but 
I can't, I kind of can't help myself. Even when I'm directing, I still have like the producer voice at the back of my head saying, I don't know if we can do that. Or, <laughs> we're running out of money. Because um, uh, usually there, yeah, it's like a, a t- like an outward, um, like back and forth, you know, it's like the t- two separate bodies. But when, when you're having to do both, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, no, it's, I, I tried as much as possible to just have my director's hat on in moments where I should have just had my director's hat on and just mm. my creative brain. Yeah. But I, I think for me, my brain is just hardwired to always think about like the logistical side of things as well. Um, and I think that really helped actually, because we didn't have the luxury of lots of money or lots of time um, or lots of crew or equipment. So I think if I was just purely thinking about the the film, like the, the the film from a director's standpoint, we probably wouldn't have got everything filmed. Um, so I think it's a very useful skill to have, actually, to have the logistical, producery, shouty person at the back of your head, just yeah. being like, okay, you'll see, you've spent too much time on this, move on. <laughs> yeah, because there have been so many times when, not to do with film, but if I have been like, if I was drawing or if I was, or writing a script, actually, I spent so much time on it and just going over it and mulling over it and just like wallowing in self-pity over like how terrible this idea is or how amazing this idea is it's always good to have a voice in your head to say okay you've done enough revisions now it's it's at a good place just do it um so yeah when, when I was filming it was like a good balance of both but again I was lucky enough to have Kat on set to be the 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 main producer mm. uh, so I didn't have to think too much about it um and then in in post I was yeah I was pure di- pure director mode I post is actually my favorite part of of filmmaking um working with like an editor and the composer because you're seeing everything that all of your hard work like come into a sequence um yeah and that was pure creation almost because we didn't have um we didn't have a deadline so to speak so we were able to spend lots of time mm. you know doing different versions um and then when that was done obviously like my kind of directing brain was done the film was locked so Kat and I spent a lot of time doing you know festival uh, submissions and trying to get you know uh trying to get meetings with distributors and stuff like that so then it like came became like pure business mode and how yeah. we can how can we show this film to as many pe- people as possible so it's, it was like a good balance of, between the two i was never able to just do producer or director mm. really yeah and then obviously it went on a, a great circuit ended up at women x and everyone adored it yeah um <laughs> For the final question, is there any advice that you would give to uh, aspiring filmmakers or other filmmakers um, at a similar point? Or if you could go back to your past self and give any like nuggets of wisdom, is there anything that particularly comes to mind that like shouts out to you? Um, I would say advice for people who have never made a film before or are thinking about doing it. Um, just make something. <laughs> it's that simple. Uh we all have something we can film on these days, you know. I'm sure people have, other filmmakers have said this many times before. Um, like we've got, we've literally got like a, an iPhone that can shoot in 4K now. Um, it will probably be terrible and you'll probably want to bury it deep in years to come. Like I definitely have films that I made when I was younger that are shocking. Um, but you can't really develop as a storyteller without making something. So just do it, even if it's by yourself and you're recording, you know, trees blowing in the wind, you know, you've made something that's a film. Um, 
I would also really take the time to learn about stories. Um, that's something I wish I did when I was a lot younger. Um, I kind of mainly focused on the technical side of filmmaking and I wish I'd focused on the stories or read more when I was younger. Learn about structures of stories and character development because it will really help with your films. Um, even if you want to be a producer or editor or even a, a DP, it's very useful to learn about stories. Um, and I'd say try and get set experience, uh, whatever department you want to go into. Um, if that's being a runner on a professional set or even helping out mates on a film, set experience is invaluable when you're making your own films. It'll really help you with the planning because you'll already know how to run the show. Um, and you'll know about set etiquette, which is also very important. So yeah, just try and get experience on a film set because it will really, really help you. That's amazing advice. Yeah, it's yeah. Really, really, really amazing points. Thank you so much, Tulsi, for sitting down with me and chatting to me about um, Pigeon and everything that you've done. You've had such a cool film industry experience so far. Really awesome. So, yeah, thank you for chatting to me about it. Thank you for having me.